Dear listener, we agree that it would be frightfully irresponsible of us to begin this audio transmission without a word of caution. The following instalment, and several of those that follow, will contain content so shocking that only the bravest of you will make it to the conclusion. Please ensure that you are sitting comfortably, and preferably not listening alone. Please also ensure that whatever telecommunications device you are using is placed securely, and that you won't drop it or knock it over. And prepare. You will be shocked, you will be intrigued, and most importantly, you will be entertained. Well, perhaps if you are brave enough. Let us now commence with today's presentation. Join us, won't you, as we watch Frankenstein. When this dead hand moves, the monster created by a man they called Mad is turned loose to strike terror into the hearts of men. <laughs> to shock women into uncontrolled hysteria. Elizabeth! To prey upon the innocence of children. This is the story you've heard about, talked about. The spine-tingling, blood-chilling story that stuns your emotions. Frankenstein. Don't touch that! So, Frankenstein, the 1931 version of Frankenstein. Um, we're going through October. It's, it's spoopy month, officially. So, we're going to watch a whole bunch of old spoopy movies. And... Most of these are ones that the pair of us haven't seen before. I think traditionally, um, whenever I think of Halloween films, I, I tend to watch things from like the, probably the 70s onwards. There's probably not an awful lot of stuff prior to that that I've seen. There's a couple of things, I suppose. But um, when you think of the classics, like the old Frankensteins and the Draculas and that sort of thing, I hadn't really seen any of them prior to this. So this has been a really, really great exercise in... Trying something new, I suppose. Um, you hadn't seen this before either, had you? No, but I really enjoy that we're doing. We're having a very twee Halloween. It is like twee is the word for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I guess spoiler, spoiler ahead of times. I actually enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I was going to. Oh, same, same. Because I, I have this. I don't know. I can tolerate some black and white movies, but for the most part, I do kind of think they're boring when i think of them but actually when you do watch them even like leave in a cage it's mm. like yeah way better than i would have thought it would have been yeah it is it's funny um i'm not really sure what it is exactly and i i, I think it plays into a whole lot of different things because this idea that you know the black and white films are boring there's there's some truth to that but i think it depends what kind of angle they're coming at because i mean mm -hmm. a lot of your old style like romance films or your mystery films or whatever i think a lot of them probably to me are are probably quite dull honestly mm -hmm. um because essentially ugh, i hate to trivialize but it kind of is the same story time after time um but you've got this which i feel 
I haven't read too much into how it was received at the time, but I feel like this would have been somewhat, somewhat shocking for its time potentially. Um, and you can tell that there's been a lot of work has gone into this just from the look of the sets and from the, the staging and from even the acting is as it is at some points is quite hammy. Like it's also not terrible. Like it's not a distraction. No. This was heavily censored, this film. Um, so from, from different places and different ways. So um, it was censored for being blasphemous because it keeps saying stuff in the name of God and he thinks he's like a God. Mm-hmm. So it was censored for that. Kansas, the state of Kansas, wanted to cut 32 scenes, which would literally been half the film. Oh, wow. China doesn't show it, but like that's the norm now, isn't it? Yeah. And um, <laughs> it was banned for being demoralizing and a sitwell for children and the part where the there's a drowning that part was cut out for many places as well that's been re-added now that wasn't showing that that was put back in after the 1980s yes so we should probably also say the the version we watched um actually had a soundtrack added to the top because yeah. this film was made uh pre sounds weird saying pre-soundtrack but a lot of the films at the time didn't have a a musical score going along with them necessarily um and so there was one this is one i guess it's like a fan edit is it yeah the the composer made their own music to it and then posted it on vimeo i really enjoyed it i have to say i thought a lot of the soundtrack fitted so well throughout this they do actually now when they show the film have an orchestra playing it's another soundtrack made for it but that's not the one we listened to no but that's worth that is worth noting like so we are um not i mean not that it takes away or adds in 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 any um significant stretch but we haven't watched the original like no we've not watched the censored version censored we're watching. version yeah. yeah um but it's also i will say about that soundtrack the one thing i did notice was sometimes it was too loud so you actually couldn't hear what the characters were saying i did notice that as well at certain points um I just for for anyone interested in in looking up the version we're talking about, um, just a case of googling Frankenstein uh, coferized, um, mm-hmm. and you'll find it on Vimeo. Very very accessible. Yeah, but we can link it if you're stuck. Um, yeah, worth watching because it it's one of these films where you shouldn't feel guilty about watching it for free because it's been that long. No one's making money on it. There's several versions of it av- available on Vimeo as well, which makes me mm-hmm. think that even the film companies themselves are probably okay with it being available in that way um but i think as well it's it's a case of they must not necessarily think there's any money to be made and i kind of feel like that's maybe a mistake because on the one hand while i wouldn't necessarily have gone out to buy like the dvd or whatever of this myself if this was being shown back in the cinema like now as like a special one-off i would totally go see this again and i can totally see this being like screened as like a hundred year type thing in a decade's time well they can still do that like they don't need to have like make you pay to watch people will still do that as a thing like yeah cinema as kind of pandemic shown is more of an experience than just watching the film mm. they are planning on rebooting it that's in the works still yeah it was meant to be um del toro doing it but that was cancelled so now it's um universal and atomic monster productions i don't know who atomic monster productions is so it's giving me um what's the name of that company that made titanic 2 it's it's giving <laughs> me that kind of vibe um, well it's um they did mortal Kombat lights out and malignant 
if you know any of those. All right. Lights uh, Out was a big one, is it not? Yeah, I think I did see that. I probably saw that one. Yeah. Um, but what is the company that made Titanic 2? I can't remember. Titanic 2, just for... The Asylum. That's what I was trying to come up with. That's the company that makes all the bad films. Yeah. Frankenstein's one of those things that does come and go of being in vogue. Because obviously Frankenstein was part of the Van Helsing film that came out in like 2006. And like that was a big kind of vibe. That was Dracula and Frankenstein and Wolfman all combined. And actually all of these classic monsters kind of do um, bounce off each other in, in certain ways. Like I don't know if it's just to do with the time period or to do with the way that people associate with them. Or maybe it's just me projecting something onto them myself. But I associate the three of them together, honestly. So Yeah, well, it's like the old the way the old Hollywood system worked was you'd reuse things that work. Oh, as you said, it's like watching the same thing over and over again for romance films. So yeah. for actors and for characters. So they just, after um, Frankenstein came out, you had Bride of Frankenstein, Side of Frankenstein, The Ghost of Frankenstein, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, House of Frankenstein. Costello meet Frankenstein. Yeah, <laughs> like you know. Yeah, I I did notice um, actually that Bride of Frankenstein was available on Vimeo as well, and I was a little bit curious about that. Although I have to say, not curious enough to actually go and investigate too much beyond the fact that um, Son of Frankenstein features Bella Lugosi, who's like one of those horror actors that's just in everything. He's kind of like iconic mm-hmm. for that. He's he's almost like. Um, Vincent Price-esque kind of just of that kind of name you know the name for being the creepy guy so I feel like that one's known a lot more than the one we watched because I always grew up thinking the assistant was called Igor Igor whatever his name is Igor yeah yeah Igor that's it thanks um but in this one he's Fritz he is yeah and no one references Fritz as being the assistant yeah because it is a made-up character like I don't think there was an assistant in the book I'm not sure. I have. I have. Must say, I haven't actually. Um, it's it's funny. Like if you look at, um, ugh, not that you should really trust Wikipedia for all your things. We use it because it's convenient. But if you look at the um, the link for the scientist's humpback assistant, Igor is what comes up as a stock character. But mm-hmm. uh, he's um, he's actually the character in Son of Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, but I would just, I would suggest that most people, having just a cursory glance, would link that character with the original yeah well it's like one one person said it wrong and then people just i don't know i think we've just collectively remembered it wrong yeah i think that's it i think it's just a mass mass incorrect um projection essentially as you say like a mandela effect even yeah pretty much um shall we just um go for the plot then just um because actually there are lots of scenes in this i've I recognized and I've clearly seen them on like compilation TV programs yeah. of classic films or whatever and it was quite cute to see them within the context but um there's also a part where so the Wikipedia has like a synopsis as per usual and that's how we usually guide our podcast there's a part that doesn't appear in the Wikipedia plot so I'm curious to <laughs> see what you think of that because I I was just really confused you might need to um interrupt me when I inevitably forget where we are and that's okay that's how our podcast works yeah <laughs> you might need to interrupt me he says you will <laughs> um so this film starts in what is fast becoming one of my favorite ways that like these old films start things it's like um lady nick cage did it in the trailer to be fair rather than on the film itself but you have 
an actor, um, supposedly well known, who I don't think actually has anything to do with this film other than providing the. Was he not the? He was the doctor. Was he the doctor? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yes, you're right. Sorry, he was the doctor in this. Um, see, that shows how much I pay attention. Thank goodness you're here and I'm not doing this by myself. Because I'd be like, so there's some actor. He's not actually in the film, but he like turns up. He's here anyway. It's her and her. And um, yeah, so anyway, the old films being introduced um, by like part of the cast ahead of them to warn you of how terrifying they are. This is what classic um, Treehouse of Horror Simpsons did like back in the day like the, yeah i never got it i didn't realize that, yeah i didn't realize that that was a spoof of this either but like i'm so pleased that like i've got some context for that now yeah me too um love it and i'd like i really really hope we're gonna see like more of this in our films it's just um uh what was it um so if any of you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain oh i love it like it's just it's just the way they 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 phrase it and they they put it out there and oh I think it will thrill you oh it might even <laughs> horrify you oh well we warned you it's like oh it's so cute I love it so much. Yes. I I wondered if maybe that was um just a thing they did in cinema in general because traditionally in cinemas you wouldn't have you wouldn't buy a ticket and you'd go see one show you'd go and sit for as long as you want and they just show stuff on loop mm. I think. That's maybe the case. So I wondered if maybe that's happened between before every film, but the fact that they're mentioning it happens in the Wikipedia suggests maybe that's not the case, and I've got that wrong. I don't know. I I I would like to believe. Yeah, I guess so because I would have thought if they were going to do this, it would have been its own kind of uh, separate thing. But yeah, they're mentioning it as if it's part of the plot. So. Yeah. Or at the very least, part of the yeah, production. I would have thought it would have been like a separate thing that was recorded just for cinema or whatever, but maybe not. Well, it's interesting that that's the case that is actually and in been included in the yeah DVD or whatever this is. Either way, I'm very pleased it exists. Oh, it's brilliant! It's, I, I'm a fan. Yeah, it's such a it's such a, a a cute moment in time that they did this. Honestly, I really wish they'd go back to do. Audiences are too sophisticated for that now, but I really wish they would go back to doing something like that. Just well, it's it was innocent back then because they're like, oh, yeah. this is terrifying. It's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not really, but like. I appreciate it. The number of times I've walked out of a cinema and heard someone go behind me, oh, that was shit, that wasn't scary. Or you, you couldn't really get away with like doing a, oh, your nerves will be put to the test type thing before <laughs> you go in because it just wouldn't hold up. They'd be like, who's this old man? Like with his <laughs> fucking old timey lingo telling me how I'm going to feel. Yeah. <laughs> 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 old Which is a shame. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it is a shame, you're right. Um, but... Yeah, it is. It's just times have changed. Audiences are more evolved or less evolved, depending on how you view it. And well, it's like this is it's a, it's a weird one because I was thinking about this when I was watching it. It is definitely a horror. Mm. Like it's spooky. I'm not saying I was scared, but it does create an ambience really well. Yes, agreed. And I would say that stuff now relies too much on grossness, like body horror. Like yeah, the stuff you watch now is horrific. Like they rely very much on you being viscerally like. Mm horrified by what you're seeing and not so much the i mean the frankenstein's scary and sad because of the the kind of morals and the actual story whereas now it's like you know you see stuff like the, the fly where it's like you watch um yeah someone get mutated for the film or that there was only yeah there's only one scene in this that i thought was actually kind of genuinely shocking and that was that um 
it's only shocking in the contextualization of again when this film's released and that was when Mm -hmm. um fritz was hanging oh yeah like i actually thought that was it was lit and shot so well and i'm i'm just sat there thinking you know 1930s cinema goers or whatever would have been like really shocked by that yeah just it was so explicit like he's just dangling there they did a lot of filming through doorways. Yeah. It was actually, I, I wondered if maybe that's because they had to, but it did actually look quite cute. Yeah. No, I liked, I liked a lot of the framing for this. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I will, we'll talk about some of the sets as we go for it. But um, So following our, our really wonderful, brilliant, essential introduction, um, <laughs> we're transported to a village in the Alps where Henry Frankenstein... Did you know his name was Henry? I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Victor in the books. I was going to say, like, I actually, that makes much more sense, doesn't it, again? Yeah, as Henry doesn't ring any bells for me, and I don't no. really know. I, I'm pretty sure that Mary Shell will not, like, he was not called Henry. No. I think they just made that up. I'm not sure why they made that up. I will double check, though. Yeah, Victor's Frankenstein. Yeah, interesting. At least we both know it's not the monster's name. We're, we're both very highly sophisticated scholars here i was thinking that i i was like um the number of people that just associate frankenstein's monster with frankenstein and having said that you know damn well at some point during this recording i'm gonna do just that oh, but, me too. but it is that's what people do is like yeah. they're like i'm a frankenstein it's like no you're not you're just a like it's just <laughs> 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 i'm going to halloween as a frankenstein okay so um Henry Frankenstein and his assistant Fritz, not Igor, Fritz, are building a body and most of these bits are freshly dug up. Uh, Some of them are people that have been like hanged as criminals and some of them are just, you know, from the from the local cemetery. Um, But he's missing a he's missing a brain is the long and short of it. Isn't it funny though how the minions of uh, evil scientists always are really deformed? Why have you got a hunchback? Your only purpose could possibly be to be an evil minion. Yeah, there's nothing else he could do. And the big eyes as well. Oh my yeah. god. Right, so right near the start they're watching a they're watching a um, burial funeral? take place. A yeah. funeral, that's the word I'm looking for. I was going to say a cremation. I was like, no, that's not right. <laughs> they're watching a burial take place, funeral. And the, um, Fritz, like raises his highs above the feds and like frankenstein's like get down you fool and pushes him back down but he just kind of goes back down again i just don't it's just it's such like it's so cheesy but it's kind of cute like it's just dumb but i don't know i did giggle (laughs) um don't mind the ambulance going by (laughs) it tooted at you it did (laughs) that was part of my jingle i hope you liked it i won't do it again Anyway, they go in and they they um, dig up some bits and pieces, but they're actually after a brain, and there is a brain available at a nearby college. Um, now, Henry's former teacher is uh, Dr. Waldman, and he's doing this thing where he's showing the the class the brain that's in the jar. I love the way it's set up as well, because I was thinking I was thinking throughout this, he's just like, you're going to have to come down and examine this after. And I was like, yeah, they are, because the seats go back for fucking ages. How are the people at the back? He's like, as you can see, the little glands at the front. I'm like, well, fucking barely. It's like, I'm, I'm watching it up close. I can't like, yeah, see. Like, <laughs> you've zoomed right in. What are you, you talking you'll about? You'll come and examine this afterwards. I'm like, okay, sir. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like oh god they oh what a time to be a medical student and oh god yeah i know and he's like this one's a deformed brain it's like well oh my god i loved that he was like you can tell this man was a criminal because there's less of these and the other <laughs> yeah. one was not and yeah it's like oh 
I love the logic. I love it. <laughs> I know. We stand. Um, pseudoscience. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, so uh, Henry decides to send Fritz to steal the brain because, of course, he does. Um, why do it yourself when you can send your incompetent assistant? Um, <laughs> and uh, Fritz damages it and brings Henry this damaged brain back. Now, Henry's actually um, meant to be marrying this woman called Elizabeth. And she speaks with their friend, who's called Victor. Interesting. Like, not Victor Frankenstein. Hmm. Yeah, I was wondering why they'd done that, to be honest. That was one thing that I was. So I was like, why? Yeah. Confusing. I hadn't made the I hadn't made the Victor Frankenstein connection. But yeah, you're right. There's some interesting name choices been swapped around here. It is interesting. Um, uh, Elizabeth and Victor ask Waldman for help in trying to understand... Uh, Sorry, Elizabeth and Waldman. Elizabeth and Victor ask Waldman for help. I got all the names wrong there. Like, That's okay, don't worry. Don't you part. mind me, I'm trying my best. Um, <laughs> they ask for help in understanding Henry's behavior. And um, Waldman's like, oh, well, he's been wanting to create life for a long time. Like, I, I've not questioned it. I've just let him get on with it. You know, <laughs> like responsible scientist that he is. You keep doing you, sir. So he does. Um, and there is a storm which is going to take place uh, simultaneously to this. So they're having their little, you know, talks about this. Meanwhile, Henry's up in his lab making his final preparations um, to raise his creation up into the heavens. Uh, as the storm takes place. Now, this is the point. I think this is a good point to talk about the size of the sets because the amount of work that went into, that must have gone into designing these, these are huge rooms they're in. Like, and they have um, like contraptions that go all the way up and the use of lighting and the use of um, shadow throughout all of these is just really, really impressive. And it kind of... It, it helps to, it was when you were talking earlier about atmosphere and, and things, it really helps to kind of emphasize all of that sort of stuff. There's just, it's not scary in an in your face kind of way, but it just creates atmosphere. Like, yeah, it's very spooky. It is. Cool. I do, I did wonder if maybe, like, you, you can tell they are sets. Yeah. You know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Okay, at the beginning, like they're, they're, they're like picking up this casket mm. and it's very funny seeing them pretend to struggle with this big foam blob. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, but it's wiggling about the place. I'm like, yeah. well. I, I actually like the outdoor sets as well, though, although they're clearly indoors as, and fake as well, but they kind of give it this weird, like uncanny valley is the weird word because that tends to be for people that don't look quite right or whatever. Yeah. But they you can tell it's not outside but it's just real enough that you can kind of forgive it it's almost like a stage play a really really good high quality stage play set mm. yeah yeah i would agree with that um i really like them like the outside ones kind of paradoxically in many instances are actually smaller than the inside ones yeah so you've got like the graveyard for example is a tiny little set um, and you have some of the cliffside bits are actually tiny little sets as well. And then you have like Frankenstein's lab, which is huge and is big enough that they can put the monster on the thing and wheel them up to the ceiling. And, you know, it's uh, just the work that's gone into creating and lighting these is, is really impressive, especially for the time. Oh yeah, no, definitely it is. You can actually, it's one of those ones where you actually watch, I hate that we're being wanky, but whatever. <laughs> it's um, very 
like you actually appreciate it when you're watching it you're thinking oh my god that looks really cool like how they've done that because they're clearly having to compensate for things they didn't have like yeah i'm pretty sure that the reason they film from doorways is because they don't have the full room room built yeah yeah or they're reusing a thing totally there'll be some rooms in there that were reused between shots and so they'll just taken them from different angles or between films yeah well like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things here even that just between shots the continuity is not quite right like there's um a good example being there's a bit where a dog's like lying on his side and then on the next shot his head's like upright or something like Mm -hmm. that and they clearly haven't worried that much about that sort of thing which you know fine but there's lots of little bits like that where just between shots something's changed or something's a bit different but for the most part you kind of just go along with it um yeah it's fine yeah um but yeah you're right and the other thing that struck me was i don't think you could make something like this and have them spend as much money on it as they would have done then like i i do i wouldn't see filmmakers spending so much money on like massive sets when they could just like you know basically green screen a whole bunch of extra stuff in yeah i I don't see it so it's not gonna have the same like the whole charm of this one is again the tweeness of it yeah and it seems very i don't know like to make a hollywood film now that has to be very grand and seem like a giant scaled spectacle like spectacle is one of the biggest things in hollywood i guess it was back then too but you could get away with having a tiny little grave set for instance yeah Whereas now you have to see the full fucking graveyard and have them walking through it and looking at other graves and have things pop up and all this. I do wonder if maybe even having like maybe having the, the soundtrack was a mistake. Cause I think soundtracks are really, really important in films. Mm-hmm. But I just I wonder if it'd just be a totally different experience watching it without. It probably would. Like we've probably I feel like it possibly softened it a little bit for us. Because I feel like it would maybe be a bit of a harder watch without the soundtrack, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, because there's points where there is just silence. Yeah. And you would just hear, like, I don't know, just them watching this guy raise. It Wouldn't it have been this grand a moment? I think we need the spectacle now to get involved in the film. And if you have the monster raising up to get struck by lightning and it's just silent, yeah. <laughs> like, it just doesn't feel as grand. Yeah, it probably is just a totally different experience. Although, having said that, you would hear the sound of, like, the film popping and stuff. Because obviously there's been yeah. old-fashioned film and stuff. I'm like, oh, I don't know, that's kind of a warm cozy sound yeah it's a cozy sound but it's like not co- it's not meant to be a cozy film no it's not so yeah you're right it would be it would just be totally different interesting little segue look at us being all film student i know we're, i'm gonna regret it i'm gonna listen back and be like oh, oh god i hate you. me oh why but it's so twee guys you understand yeah i know you, you need to watch it if you haven't i'm ruining ruining the end for from i'm ruining my well, I mean, assumption but like <laughs> my assumption i'm ruining my what's the words i'm looking for other than my dialogue right now which i've also ruined there's no suspense to whether calm likes the film or that's not. it i've just destroyed the suspense for this podcast i really like it go watch it um but anyway um so the storm goes on and Despite having originally told them to stay outside, so actually, hang on, I've I've missed a tiny bit. So Elizabeth, the doctor, and Victor are all banging at the door to be left in, to be let in. And Henry says to to Fritz, "Don't let them in, don't let them in." And eventually, they let them in anyway. And it's this big, like, just kerfuffle of of like nineteen thirties. What will I say there? <laughs> let us all let get me in. in. <laughs> yeah, let me in. Is this the front door? <laughs> and um. You wait till we start talking about Baron Frankenstein, my favourite character in this film. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We will get get there. Um, So, um, 
Henry invites Elizabeth and the others in to watch. Well, he doesn't invite you. Well, begrudgingly lets them in. Begrudgingly lets them in because they can't go back out. Well, they could go back out, but they won't. Um, and um, <laughs> the difference, I suppose. Um, uh, so the uh, the creature is lifted up into the lightning storm and is brought to life. I love how subtle it is because, again nowadays you would get like a kind of like a quick sting as or some some kind of intense soundtrack sting as like the arm moves or something like that or there'd Mm -hmm. be some it would be some kind of almost jump scare and i love the way it's just a oh no his arm's actually just moving that's such an iconic scene like the it's alive yeah scene i remember that i've never seen it before yeah no it is it's it's brilliant but him getting raised and lowered back down also just it just looks so cool yeah i know callum said it just looks so cool is. And here comes the part where it's not on Wikipedia. Right. Following this. Go. So, in this it says, like, they go back to doing something else. Like, it cuts straight back to Frankenstein after he's up. But they seem to cut back to your favourite character here, the father. Mm-hmm. That's not mentioned on Wikipedia. So, as I watch the old films, I have the Wikipedia up so I can make sure I'm keeping up with it. Mm-hmm. And here I got totally lost as to what the fuck was happening because they were suddenly, like, suddenly it was the father and the fiance, mm-hmm. Victoria, back somewhere else. And I'm like, why are you <clears throat> cutting to this? Like, yes, what is happening? Yes, you're right. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. They're they're back home and she's she's kind of regaling the father with, or the father-in-law, because it's not her dad, it's um his yeah. dad. She's regaling him with like, oh, he's doing experiments up on the hill and... He says something. As if, yeah, she's not seen it. Yeah, as if she's not seen it. Like, um, it is a weird placement. And I don't know if it's just the stream we watched or if it's just creative editing or what, but it is a little bit odd. Yeah, because in the Wikipedia it says the monster, despite its grotesque form, seems to be innocent and childlike. I'm like, but wait, we didn't get to see the monster actually up at that point. No. We just went straight back to the to the dad as if Elizabeth just ran back home immediately after. Yeah, she's just she's just gone back for for I don't know, for fun I guess. Um so but we have to assume a decent amount of time has passed because the the storm needs to have passed for them to have gotten back. Um so it did fade to black to be fair and it fades back in so there is like, you know, time has passed. The narrative continues yeah. type stuff going on, but it's yeah, it, it it's jarring. It is a little bit jarring, honestly. Um she convinces Baron Frankenstein that he needs to come back up to speak to his son. Um, which is the long and short of that part. I don't, is there much else worth mentioning then? No. We, all, we, you, the character is interesting to listen to because he's got a very... Has he got the kind of whistle yeah. situation going on with his teeth? Yeah. Oh. Ye, oh, that's maybe not Baron Frankenstein. That might be someone else oh, she's speaking to. Oh, who's that then? Oh, you wait. Right. I, I, I can't remember. I, that might... Oh, I don't know. I don't know, honestly. I did... I'm going to be honest. I lost track of who was who at points, the older characters. Right. Baron Frankenstein, I'll have to do... I'll do my impression of when we get there. <laughs> but, yes. Right, so Frank, <laughs> Frankenstein's monster is very naive, Um, which is a... I don't mean to sit here and nitpick, uh, like, this classic... But when you when you take a step back and think about it, the brain I suppose it's because it's damaged though, isn't it? I was gonna say the brain yeah. that he's using was at one point alive and was a functioning person. So for it to be like suddenly not knowing what fire is and, and all the rest of that sort of stuff, it's a little bit of an odd. Well see, we don't I, they've never done a, a brain transplant, have they? A successful one. So you don't know if maybe the memories would go away. True. Yeah. Like, I I I don't know the science of that. Um 
that was a big theme in the book though having the monster be kind of innocent and a victim of it all so yeah. it was important that he was it did make fritz out to be the villain of it like fritz is the most villainous character in the story yes quite easily um he he deliberately doesn't do what he's told which i like honestly he kind of deserves his own death um he he brings it on himself oh definitely he's a prick like well, you've got this thing that's like reaching up for the sun mm-hmm. and like clearly shows it's got I don't know some innocence I guess I, I don't know if I'd assume that some I wouldn't have known what it was doing yeah. you know yeah. um, and he immediately whams in with a fucking fire at it yeah because <laughs> like, he's a what the heck? yeah he's, um, he's a utter fud and he's the one that brought the wrong brain in yeah and then following that scene he's immediately whipping at him yeah i'm like wow fritz you're a dick he is and henry's just like come on fritz leave him alone and then fritz goes back down and starts doing it again yeah he's a prick instantly um this leads to him getting hanged which i'm fine with honestly yeah me too i'm like you're not very likable yeah not bothered Shit happens uh but as a result uh the the conclusion now is that oh crap he's a murderer so we have to destroy him um, yeah. So Henry prepares a lethal injection, we assume, uh, but the monster instead escapes and um, not before getting injected, the, getting an injection in his back, but like everyone else is knocked out as well, so it doesn't really matter that much. Henry collapses from no. exhaustion. And this is, oh my gosh, right. So this is when Elizabeth and Baron, Baroness Frank, Baron Frankenstein arrive. Now Baron Frankenstein, talks in like a very like stereotypical posh so he's like well, well what's all this is this the front door where, where, what are you doing there like that's that's his whole like that's his whole kind of mo is just to be like that. no no he's the guy with the whistly part as well he sometimes when he says certain words he goes does he actually you know, whistle I can't do that. Like, yeah i can't do it if i have not got the whistle gap in my teeth right i thought they were too i thought it was someone else you were talking about there right okay if they're saying i can't do that either but i know what you're talking about yeah. but he does like he's got some of my favorite lines on like there's a bit i can't remember where it is but he literally just walks in and goes what's all this then what are you doing what, what, what are we looking at? And like, but he walks in and oh, what's there a bit? Elizabeth walks off stream screen and he goes, "Where are you, my dear?" Oh, there you are. And just, but like, <laughs> but she's literally just in front of him, and it's just like you're just some confused old man. Like, oh, I don't know. I love it. Just his character is just the best. Um, the ending is featuring him is my favorite thing as well. Yeah, but we'll, me too. We'll, we'll, we will get there. We will get there. Um, so they Elizabeth and his dad take him home and Henry's worried about this monster up in the castle uh, but the doctor reassures him that he will go back and destroy it. So they're now preparing for the wedding which was briefly mentioned before but now has just become the kind of focus of the film and yeah. her wedding dress is really something. It's very um I'd say it's more 1920s and 1930s, like the, even the wee headpiece. Mm. It looks very, it's very slinky, very bejeweled. Mm, it is, yeah. Yeah. It, I actually, yeah, I'm not, it's better than the 80s wedding dresses, we'll say that. Yeah. It's very, like, it is kind of ornate, and you can tell that they're, obviously, they're a family of money. Um, but, um, I love the way that the, t- the townspeople are as excited for the wedding as everyone else. Oh yeah, everyone's hype as well. Like, just it's so cute. Everyone's outside dancing, and they've got nothing else to do other than wait for this wedding. They're not really invited to, so like, 
you're not invited, but you can celebrate, I guess. And you're all like, woo, free beer. So later, um, and um, so Frankenstein's monster has escaped. I saved myself there. I almost said Frankenstein escaped, but I didn't. Frankenstein's monster. Um, this is when he meets a little girl. Now, oh God, she's, re- this part. she's referred to as Maria, although I didn't actually know she had a name. I didn't catch a name either, no, but we'll go with it. Um, so she's um, she starts playing a game where they, they throw flowers in a lake and then uh, he throws her into the lake. And I have to say, I did laugh at that, honestly. <laughs> like, I didn't think she was going to die. So I was just like, actually, that's really quite funny. Just... Well, it's like, come on, Carol, <laughs> swim a bit. She just sinks yeah, like a rock. Well, there is that. And I, I love um, 1930s health and safety standards. It's fine to chuck this child into a lake. Let's just go with it. <laughs> so like, I did, I did have a laugh. Uh, oh, it turns out she's drowned. Oh, shit. Well, Cam's just laughing at child murder. Oh, well. Um, they do. It's really funny as well. They show them delicately throwing these flowers yeah. onto the ground. Onto the onto the water, sorry. And it's just really funny because the flowers in his hand are fucked up. He's like squished the shit out of them. So when, they, when he chucks them, they somehow heal themselves and become a gentle daisy floating on the water. <laughs> then when, you, when it cuts away, you see that these flowers are just mangled shite. Yeah. Oh, can I just... Say the the close ups of him actually. I was thinking the the makeup and special effects that they have on that costume on on Frankenstein's co- monster as a whole. I think they're really good. Like you can't really see where like the mask and the head bits end and whatnot. And I mean, it's obviously quite chunky, but like I feel like it actually stands up really really well. The the guy they got to play him was amazing. Um, he it's funny because in the intro he was listed as um a question mark. Hmm. Wait, at the opening credits, he said Frankenstein's monster, question mark. Um, he does <clears> get his name revealed in the credits, though. I uh, can't remember his name offhand. I'll just have to check it. Uh, Boris Karloff. Yeah. Yeah. He was amazing. And the shuffle, just the, like, yeah, not all of that combined, I agree. Well, he did the voice acting for the Grinch, <clears throat> the first Grinch. Oh, wow. Yeah. I haven't seen that, actually. I've only ever seen the Jim Carrey one. Oh. We should maybe, maybe, a thing. maybe we should watch the old school Grinch for Christmas. I think we maybe should, yeah. <gasps> oh, okay. Let's make a note of that. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. But yeah, this guy anyway, he's just such a good character actor. Like amazing. Really, yeah, no, for sure. And doesn't get enough credit for it either. No, agreed. Um, because that's not a name I would have come up with, which suggests no. either I'm completely ignorant to film history, which I one hundred percent am. Uh, no, or he doesn't get the credit, which is probably true too. So Mm-hmm. Hey ho! Um, so the wedding is now completed. Oh, well, rather preparations for the wedding are completed, and <laughs> Wikipedia says Henry is happy with Elizabeth. <laughs> I should bloody hope you are happy with your bride, but okay, like <laughs> um, okay, Wikipedia. Now, some there's some more of my favorite bits. There's so many bits that are just my favorite bits in this film. Uh, but uh, where is it? I like the part where like someone finds the girl's body and for some reason they all parade with it. Yeah, they just all walk through the street. Like there's just not much said. It's just every people are leaning out their window. I love that people are leaning out the windows. Yeah. Every single window has someone leaning out. It's just like no one else has anything else in this town to do. Like no one no. has anything else to do. It's like it's such a sad time to be alive and be a peasant honestly the the smallest bit of news becomes a big palaver yeah a media event for everything oh someone's getting married media event someone's someone's died follow along in the parade quick let's do a jig out in the street let's you know okay 
what do they call that dancing around the maypole? Except there's no maypole and they just link <laughs> no. arms. So it's called dancing, I guess. <laughs> let's dance. <laughs> yeah. No, let's not actually. I can't imagine a worse time to be I was about not something I can't imagine a worse time to be alive. Maybe the plague, I suppose. Maybe <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> maybe the black death i don't know perhaps maybe <laughs> i'm sure there's plenty of worse times i'm just very antisocial. so i just no i just would want to be stuck as a peasant basically i'd rather be not a peasant yeah i'm if i'm in the baron's family that's fine but i'd, I'd rather not be alive no it sucks then. to be a peasant at any time yeah um but especially then but they seem so happy for it i suppose you know like they're happy well, peasants, i mean but... <laughs> they're happy extras really aren't yeah, they like... i suppose so um so right victor rushes in to say that uh waldman the doctor has been found strangled and he thinks it's the monster although as far as i could keep up there was not really any evidence of this they don't actually know that the monsters escaped at this point it's just a case of um well they don't even know that the monsters killed the girl they just assume that too yeah they end up just assuming that as well um, so what Henry decides to do is a oh no sorry so Elizabeth goes into like total hysteria she's just like I knew something was wrong I knew it and it's just like no you didn't know anything shut up like you, you didn't know a fucking thing like you, she's just so I knew something was gonna happen please don't leave me alone and then he instantly locks her in the room which I just find so <laughs> fucking funny as well like how do you think you're running to like fuck like stay there bitch right so she gets locked in her own room which is just hysterical honestly I find that so funny like it's just it's just not what a normal person would do I suspect even even a rich baron I don't think would do that but okay <laughs> please don't leave me alone lock <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> it's funny because they do that a lot of horror films they lock away the squealing woman oh, and like, oh. god give me peace woman like yeah <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up so inevitably um she gets grabbed through the window um and knocked unconscious on her bed um and so everyone hears her screaming and comes running back and um she does her whole fainting but really really pretty moment oh yeah yeah swoon um, yeah swoon that's exactly what i'm looking for um and they then proceed to chase uh it's like gaston this part reminds me of beauty and the beast i was getting a beauty and the beast vibes actually yeah yeah um i wonder if there's a link could be <laughs> yeah yeah because it kind of is weird. yeah weird hmm. i like how quite likes organized though all they need to do is brandish this dead child and immediately the town organizes a mob i know yeah that, yeah they're very efficient well, they, well they've got nothing else to do <laughs> they're bored yeah you know like let's just be angry and go killing things that sounds good sounds good to me um so henry ends up suspecting it's a monster too and they realize that that uh, the monster has escaped um this is when the the drowned daughter is brought to the attention of everyone and during the search for the monster henry ends up getting attacked and knocking him out uh so they carry him to the old mill which is again another kind of iconic scene the old mill yeah. being little blaze um the peasants hear henry's cries uh from the top and uh see that the monster has climbed all the way up the mill with henry uh, with, uh dragging henry with him and so the 
Oh, I've missed. Very King Kong esque, isn't it's it? It's very King Kong. There's a bit. Uh, there's a bit actually where um, another like health and safety moment. Uh, <laughs> the guy playing Henry nearly falls on his lit torch. Um, I saw that. And then I they, saw that. And then they kick it out of shot. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, with a tiny bit of the floor still on fire as well. I love it. I love it. No one gives a fuck about health and safety in the night. No, I saw that part. I did note that. I was like, oh, yeah. it must not be real fire. I thought maybe it was a fake fire, but I'm like, then they probably couldn't do fake fire back then. Yeah, no, so that's probably real. just, yeah. they're like, oh, well. Nearly set himself on fire. It's fine. Keep going. Keep going. We've only got so much film. Don't ruin our shot. So, um, yeah, so the monster throws Henry out onto the blades of the windmill. Which would break his spine. I thought that would maybe kill him faster. I thought he was going to be dead. Yeah, I thought that was going to kill him. But they make it out to be like a saving grace that he landed on this foam. I know it's it's very obviously foam when he bounces off it, but um, <laughs> <laughs> the way he lands on it, I'm like, if that was solid, your spine yeah. would be snapped. You'd be insta-dead. Yeah, that, that would be it. That would be it. Totally. Definitely. Um, your bell has rung. Your bell has rung, sir. And... um. So the the uh, the mill is uh, burning, 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 and then parts of it start falling down, trapping Frankenstein's monster under a beam, and that's kind of it. And then we cut to a scene at Castle Frankenstein, where a bunch of the maids get together because they think, oh, we're going to bring Henry some of his grandmother's wine, and Baron Frankenstein's like, well, he won't want this, but I'll have it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does, and that's the end. So, like, <laughs> Baron Frankenstein is the MVP of this film, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> just just for being himself. I don't understand because they're like, they're toasting to, they're kind of, it says on the Wikipedia, they're implying that there's a new grandkid on the way, but I'm like. Where? When? Like, Hen- <laughs> yeah. Henry's body is like fractured into a billion pieces and we know damn He's well. He's lying in a bed. Yeah, yeah. Like, Elizabeth didn't ride that before. So where is this future grandchild coming <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. Like, I'm, I'm not buying it. Although, although I don't, there's no, there's no follow, there's no way to finish that sentence. I'm not buying. Well, it, it could be, it could be Victor's kid. There could be a whole other plot going on. I, there. I can buy that plot. Like, I've, yeah, me too. I, like him and him, him and Elizabeth were just too close. Like, there's definitely some chemistry there that there wasn't between her and Henry. He's also the better bet, I would argue, as well. So he looks a lot better. I'm like, come on, girl. He doesn't have the Frankenstein money, though. Although, to be fair, uh, I think she should go for Victor. Yeah, but... me too. I ship them more. I mean, it makes more sense. Yep. Because they don't have anything in common. No. Like, Victor... No, sorry, not Victor. I it's because it's his real name. Right. Henry and Victoria have nothing in common. Elizabeth. Oh, let's... Oh, <laughs> God, I've done that more than once. <laughs> I can't... I'm making. I'm shipping a new ship. Yeah, it's Frankenstein and Victor. <laughs> Frankenstein and Victor. <laughs> yeah, some odd choices overall. Although we're not really in it for the love story, I suppose we're kind of more in it for how sad Frankenstein's creature's existence is. So yeah. Yeah, I I do agree. That's the point of it. But it's just weird that their relationships just not convincing at all it's the one thing where i'm like right, you guys don't even like each other yeah <laughs> like at all i am the other thing i like is how like kind of i suppose he does think right well we've got to kill the monster but just generally how unfazed henry is by the death of fritz it's just kind of like yeah it's um oh we've got to kill you because you're a danger not holy shit i've lost my assistant it's just like oh well i guess he's dangerous He's like, oh, Time my gremlin's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Time to kill you. So, yeah. 
But well, Fritz isn't very likable anyway. No. Like, I don't. When Fritz dies, it's like, well, you no one you, you had it coming. No one likes Fritz. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Fritz. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's um Frankenstein. I it's it's been said already. I would definitely recommend checking this out. It's available on Vimeo. Just Google it. So. I would I would check I'd check check amend it. I would check amend it. Check check amend it. That's new. Do you check amend it? I check amend it. No, it's great. Yeah, it's fabulous. If they do a cinema showing, <laughs> it's <is> fabulous. <laughs> but watch it with a friend. Don't watch it alone. Exactly, it's too scary to watch alone. If they if they did put it in the cinema, I would maybe go. I would totally go see this in the cinema. It's silly enough, but also like not taking the piss. Yeah, we we should um keep an eye out for that, and if we're, oh definitely we'll we'll make the, we'll make an eye of that if they do that. Oh, it would be so good because it's quite short. It's only seventy minutes, and exactly. really, it's less than that because you've got the credits tied on as well. So it's probably mm-hmm. really it's probably only just over an hour, maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's not long at all. It did feel longer though. I will say, when I was, not in a bad way. It felt a lot longer when I was watching it. I think it's the pacing of, and I think it's just the old style of filmmaking, honestly, because there are a lot of gaps of just silence, um, uh, which again the soundtrack helped for with with the version we watched. But yeah, uh, I can imagine it would feel a lot slower uh, watching yeah. it in the original form. Well, I'm pretty sure they do have the orchestral version now attached to the film. Yeah. Yeah, I think they really need. To, the, yeah, what they what they could do with doing is making this like a triple feature night, like tie it up with maybe not the sequels, but like a Dracula one and a something else one. And well, just have, like, this a... place was really well known. The people that made Frankenstein was really well known for da- Dracula. Mm. So they made Dracula and then they made Frankenstein, mm. and it's really funny because people when they reviewed it, it was really highly reviewed. People mm. loved it. People always compared it to Dracula and just said how it's such a big step above it. Mm. Just in terms of like horror, 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 horror. Interesting. Well, we we will be looking at um, Dracula in the coming weeks. Oh, I forgot we're doing that. Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> so we've possibly done this in a bit of an odd order, but that's fine. That that we should we we got the the order from a list. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was from an IMDb list, but also it worked out really well going from Frankenhooker to Frankenstein. So it did. Oh, yeah, that's it a question really for you. Do you prefer Frankenhooker or Frankenstein? <laughs> The thing is, Frankenhooker is a really funny novelty, but I do genuinely prefer. Oh, I might actually watch Frankenstein again, whereas Frankenhooker, I think, was a once and done, unless there's like other people there to laugh at it with me. I yeah, I think I would probably agree with that. Honestly, like I, I'm really pleased I have seen Frankenhooker now. Yeah, but I don't think it has much replay value for me. Whereas this, I can see myself seeing this again at some point. When I don't know, but like I can see myself going back to this. Whereas Frankenhooker. Probably, probably over. not really like i have i've done it now so um yeah it's like it's not as funny the yeah, second time <laughs> i think that's it i think frankenhooker is kind of the shock of it is that, that helps in some ways like yeah yeah th- this exists oh my gosh and then once you've seen it and you know what's coming it's like eh, fine i guess yeah but yeah no so frankenstein beats frankenhooker then there you go you heard it here first like just in case you didn't work that out for yourselves <laughs> Just in case you were curious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wondering, it's like, oh, which one should I watch? The classic original or Frankenhooker? Which do Sam and Callum prefer? Oh, I really must find out. Like, when I know. Yeah. Do you know what's sad, though? It's actually a question. People might actually wonder which one we'd prefer. <laughs> I'm sure it was something people were, like, dying to know. <laughs> it's really important. Really important question there. Um, well, now you know. Um, so, yeah. 
we probably should have watched Dracula first, but we did it in this order for a specific reason. It was to do with an IMDb list of some of the greatest classic horror films of, I was going to say of all time, but classic suggests like a certain time period, like the old ones, basically. Um, next week, we're actually looking at the newest of the ones from the list. Now, I can't remember if we'd previously said Night of the Living Dead. That was, it was on the list, but um, yeah. we've, we're watch something else because it's more easily accessible. So we're actually watching Dawn of the Dead, which is the, I think it's a direct sequel to that. It's one of them anyway. It's one of the Romero films. It's really something to behold. I was about to give away what I thought about it then. So, <laughs> so like, given what Cam's destroying all the suspense from all of these this episode. Cam's, Cam's English speaking so good today as well. I don't know if you picked up, but like, gooder than normal. Like, I've been goodly. really, I've been really goodly today. English speaking oh, goodly. I have been wheezing in the corner though. You've been very funny. Oh, I don't know. I try. Well, actually, I don't try. I've been trying. I don't know. I'm in a mood today. Like I've just this has been really this has been especially fun to talk about. I say that like yes. I say that like the everyone's I was like this has actually been fun for once. This has actually been fun like as a fucking chore recording this or something. You know, God Sam, you're such a bore to record. Oh, the with. truth comes like, out <laughs> and it's painful. This has actually been good for once. So no, but it has. This has been a fun one to record. So I've been. In I really didn't expect it to be as fun. No, I didn't either. To be fair, so this has been a nice surprise. I was like going, uh oh, we're watching a black and white film. What we're we gonna say? But every time we've done a black and white film, it's been brilliant. It has been good fun. So I'm quite. After um, Dawn of the Dead, we have um, a couple of our black and white ones. I can't remember if I gave them away or not already. I did say Dracula, didn't I? So, oh well. Dracula's on the yeah. list, and then there's another one as well. Um, but Dawn of the Dead is next. So uh, we're looking at the original one from the 1960s, not the 2000s remake. Although having said yeah. that, I do actually really like that film as well. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but it doesn't fit in the theme, though. It doesn't fit in the theme of classics. It really doesn't, but it's that's worth a look to. <laughs> and the there. last one we're watching is Wolfman. Just, just me as well. Just put it out. Just put it out there. Yeah. Dracula's the last one. You. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> it's funny we're doing. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, can can do good. Can do good. <laughs> um, yeah. So Dawn of the Dead next week. So come back for that as we continue our what did we call them? Spoopy month was it? I can't well, you didn't really call it anything. <laughs> you just went with it. I, I, I say we call it Spoopy Month just because it's yep. Night of the Living Spoops. So, <laughs> yeah, Spoopy. Um, yeah, come back for Dawn of the Dead. And that will do. That will do. That will do. That will do. There we go. 